You are now entering the trade portal. Welcome back, everybody. I am Todd Foster, better known as at FF underscore Banterman. I'm back with some more trade reviews. Let's keep it real. I'm probably doing a lot of trade reviews in this show in the midseason. I think it's what people like. I think it's what people want to give me. So this is what we're going to stick with. Next week, I'm probably going to do trade targets eh, if I have time. Or I'll do more trade trade reviews. But I'm so happy to have on from the Dynasty D-Gents, Noah Green. How's it going, brother? What's up, Todd? I'm super excited to be here. Love your show. Uh, we were just talking pre-show about how much fun C2C trades are. So I'm excited to break some down with you and uh, get into it. Yeah. Uh, we are just talking about my boy, Luke, who's uh, leagues up to 55 trades. Like, talk, talk about the gold standard, my friends. Seriously. Know? I literally, Luke, I literally said I want to be in your league. That's, that's all I want. That's awesome. Luke, if you're listening to this, let me know if I have to move to Iowa to be in your league because I will. Um, I'll talk to my wife. I don't know if my teaching certification goes from Massachusetts to Iowa, but it should. So uh, we'll see. The education system is better in Massachusetts than Iowa, but it's easier to go from France to Germany with a teaching certificate than it is to go between states in America, which is a whole it's, other. That's a whole other pod. <laughs> that, that, that's a that's a that's a podcast to be named yes. later. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So today's agenda, like I said, trade reviews. So they started off with six trades, and by the uh, time I got this sheet together, it got up to nine. So uh, we have two of mine, actually now three, except there's only two slides, because I made a trade within the last hour. Uh, one from Noah's week, and we got six from the X. And uh, most of the trades are between week three and week five. Uh, and it's a mix, like I said, of trades from Twitter and from my leagues, and then Noah threw one out from his week. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. All right. So, let's put myself on the hot seat first. All right. So, uh, I traded my campus third round pick for Miles Sanders. So, contact. So, this was made on September 24th. I'm the defending Canton champ. I'm legit stacked everywhere in that league except running back. And we only start one running back. And then it's about five flexes. All right. So then my best running back is Mixon, and I was going to ride Nick Chubb because we only started one the whole year. So I didn't have a lot of depth. Um, like I said, defending champ, I mean, we only started one, but I still need some options. So I went out, and um, I moved to third for Miles Sanders. So, no, what do you think? Did I win this? Did I overpay? What are you thinking? Uh, so I definitely don't think that you overpaid. Um, this is like a classic um... – this is a classic sort of win now on the NFL side move and trade a, a basically an unknown future campus asset. Um, so it'll be interesting. It's one of those where, you know, we can go back and revisit this with whatever your campus third round pick ends up being. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a horrible trade for the Sanders owner if they are really not in contention on the NFL side. Right. Um, because you just, you get a shot in, in the third round. Like I wanted to go back and see what the third round of rookie drafts of, of rookie drafts look like and of C2C drafts look like, and like looking at one, some of the names that are in there, uh, Jeremiah Love, LaQuint Allen, Mark yep. Fletcher, 
uh, Jaden Rashada, Aiden Chiles, um, Jonathan Brooks, Jaden Greathouse. Like you, you got it. You you have a shit. Like th- that could be an asset that could be really interesting as a third round pick. Um, if I was dealing Miles Sanders, like I think you got a pretty pretty good return to get a starting NFL running back with a with a with a contract. Like that's yep. kind of a big that's kind of a big thing with this is that. Sanders up and down, but Sanders has a contract. So he he's, he's going to be playing beyond this year. So you got some NFL production for beyond this year. And if you're, if you're on the campus side, you're hoping you hit with a Debbie asset that can, that can really, that can pay off in the long term. But I think this is a type of move that makes a ton of sense uh, for a contending team. So I, I like it for you, especially given your lineup, like you, you got to do that. You got to do that kind of move. So this is my first move. Uh, so we're going to go into another trade that I made in the same league. Um, I feel like now I'm looking at it. I overpaid, but I had to overpay because I feel like when you're going to go out and get a starting running back, you're not going to offer up. If you're offering up a fourth or a fifth, you know, that guy is probably an RB two who's about to fall off the cliff per se. And I think that's where the next guy that I targeted is, is that Sanders has not been good and he just didn't have a lot of work this week and it's not a good offense, but I'm desperate for like running backs. I mean, to be honest with you, that team's so stacked. I could start like a guy who doesn't touch the ball and potentially win the league. Like that's how good my team is, but it's a hole. So like I'm saying to myself, you know what? I'm going to spend that third. The third to me is that's where you're targeting also guys that are going to be studs on the campus side. Cause a yes. lot of times where people are looking at like things are like, you know, you're probably getting into like your four star, like the five stars are gone by the third round, right. like five stars might be sneaking into the beginning of the second. Right. So now you're looking at the four star guys you really like and systems you really like, or guys that kind of broke out last year. The other thing too, is you can go out and get your, you know, your thrashes, you know what I mean? Like yep. those guys that popped that transferred, you know, probably get them later, honestly, in drafts like that. But if you went off and like paid up for them in a third, like those are guys you're going to get. They're going to be major producers. So I do. I think I overpaid a little bit. Yes, but I think it was a necessary move. Now, the reason why I was upset I overpaid is in the exact same league. I go out and I got James Conner for a fifth. So now I lost my third and my fifth and I'm fine with starting James Conner over Miles Sanders. Yep. So in my opinion, what I should have done is, and this is where I want people to learn from my mistakes is I should have made a list of guys in a tier for my running backs yep. that I want to do. I didn't tier it. I just literally went who sucks in Canton and has a guy who has a running back that I could play and who would want some capital for him. Hey, I like Miles Sanders, you know? And then I looked at a guy who was one in four. He had James Conner. Didn't even look at him before. Cause it was a guy I'd, I also tend to trade with people that I like to trade with people that I have yeah. good dialogue with the guy who gave me Connor's like, we never really hit it off. He was newer to the league and that was a mistake. So I lost my third for a guy that I got. That'll probably start the guy I just moved for a fifth for. So if you're really looking into this, right. Looking for that, make a tier, right. And think about what is your need. If it's just for this year, you should be targeting a James Conner over a Miles Sanders because James Conner's cheaper and he's going to fulfill that need. What I did was I just really liked trading with Andrew and I offered Andrew a third for Miles Sanders and I knew it would be efficient. He was either going to say, nope, this or that, and then, like, you know, I figured out my problem. 
And then I offered this guy a fifth, and he said yes. And I was like, damn it, that Sanders trade looks so bad now. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think – I think you're being a little hard on yourself. I don't think there. it looks so, – I don't think it looks so bad, but I do hear you. Sanders' starts to the season hasn't been awesome. Um, again, I think the contract helps a bunch because I do think – I do think he's going to get the work, um, and I think he's going to produce. And you're trading an unknown asset. And you're mm -hmm. right. Could that asset be look? So when I when I'm in Debbie drafts, especially sort of freshman drafts, like in the third round, I'm not drafting campus guys in the third round. Personally, I'm still swinging upside because and I'm willing to miss. So to me, you're trading a really unknown asset with a shot at probably not a five star, which I think is important for a proven NFL producer on a contract at a position of need. So I don't think it's Fair. awful, but I hear you actually, I think the point is important of if you had known you could have done this Connor deal, you wouldn't have done the Sanders deal first. And so I love that strategy of like, tear it out and then actually sort of feel out what you can do. And I think even, I think in addition to once you tear, play with which asset in that tier can you get for the lowest cost, right? Exactly. And, and that, well, that's what I think you're saying, which makes a ton of sense. Yeah, and that's something I do all the time. Yep. So, like, to me, it wasn't like a foreign concept. Yep. What I ran into is I have too many teams, and now I cut corners. <laughs> you know Dude. what I mean? Yeah, so I'm now eating, I got to be I'm better. Eating it this week. I'm eating it this week with the too many teams thing. Like, yep. I messed up a couple of lineups. Like, I just renamed a team Mario Cristobal because I failed to set a lineup properly. Nice! <laughs> I went Let's in the go. chat. I'm like, I'm sick to my stomach, Mario Cristobal, because I'm losing because I forgot to I forgot to start my QB and my super flex because someone was injured. And you know how it goes. And then yeah. when you have 2016, it's like, come on. So I feel you on that, it, where you're like, you're just, oh, I knew how to do this, but I was moving too fast, and I just went. Yeah, I mean, I do a, I do a podcast on trading. I know what yeah. I'm doing. I yeah. should, I should be better. Yeah. But um, I also, so this was those guys were in the same week, and another okay. week where I'm, I was, twenty seven and one last year. The on the NFL I, side or on the on the campus on side? the NFL side. Okay, so, we, so I beat the beat the median too, right? Yeah. My last loss was week one of last season. And then I'm going to lose this week. But so that's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm still undefeated going into this week. Um, I had no replacement for uh, for Aaron Jones. And I actually traded with Aaron Wilcox, uh, who just got picked up by yeah. the football PTG. guys. Phenomenal dude. You know what I mean? Congrats on the football guys. Yep. Uh, plug, man. So, uh, but yeah, but anyways, so I picked him up at 815. Didn't get him into my lineup because I got A.J. Dillon. All right. And I got A.J. Dillon for a fifth. Now, I like A.J. Dillon for a fifth for a lot of reasons. One, I, I, there's so much potential there, and obviously Jones here kills him. He's a dude who's playing for a contract. You know what I mean? Yes. So, like, to me, when I get him at a fifth, and then he could be in a situation where he's going to be the guy next year. You know what I mean? And now I got him as my, my handcuff to Jones, too. It's a pretty ideal situation when I'm pretty bad at running back in that week. But I'm stacked at wide receiver in that week, too. Like, I got, like, I can't remember everybody I got in there. I got, like, Puka, Cup, um, nope, different team. Whatever. I'm stacked at wide receiver in that yeah. week. You know what I mean? Pretty much, if you know me, like, I play through wide receivers. So, um, but that was a trade that I was thrilled about. But then you look at that. Now my Miles Sanders third, I'm like, 
Okay, now I'm starting to get data supporting like why I was hasty. So to me, I really I'm like don't be so quick to move those top three picks. Those first three rounds yeah. are golden compared to the rest of it. I would say around the fourth is where it starts to get a little iffy. The fifth, I don't see a huge difference between fifth through eighth. You know what I mean? In terms of rounds. I think that's you know about I mean? right. Yeah. So like once you start getting to that, like that gap. That's when I was kind of like, oh, I can't believe I moved a third through like what I did. But this is how we learn. And I want you guys yeah. to hear my process. So there you go. I got two good running backs out of fifth round picks when I spent the third for a different one. I so. mean, Todd, the thing is, like, you're you're ta- what you're talking about is important because we're we're looking at this every every day you're on. I don't care if you're on Twitter, Reddit, wherever mm-hmm. you are, you see people, a lot of people who are really good at this doing a lot of victory lapping and just yep. not talk not talking about their mistakes. And so I, I applaud you for that because I try to talk about my mistakes all the time. And I appreciate you for talking about a process that's not just a, like, I was, I was wrong on this player. Or I was right on this player, but like, you're just talking about how once you investigate the market and find that you can get running backs on a tier for a fifth, looking back on that third trade, it's like, I learned something from this now. And now I know what that market value is. And that's really good process advice for listeners. So I, I would say that starting from a fifth, I this is from my own experience and being in 10 different leagues. You could probably start with a fifth and make a list and probably find a starter at running back and wide receiver. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Adam Thielen, fourth, fifth. You know what I mean? You could probably yep. get him right now. 33 years old, top 12 wide receiver right now. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. If you're contending, if you're contending and you're not targeting Adam Thielen right now, I don't know what's wrong with you. You know what That's I mean? It. In his D2C league. So, right. but um, and in terms of victory laps, you're not going to see me come on and say, hey, you know, I made that call. Hey, I made that call. The only victory laps you're going to see is when I want to talk trash to somebody I'm friends with. <laughs> Like when I beat go. Joey by there 100 points last week, I will happily put Joey through the bringer on that go. one. You oh, know, yeah. if that's what it's about. Yeah. Fantasy football is about being better than your friends, not the whole community. That's exactly so, what it is. So, Noah, tell us about your about the hot off the press. This happened today, yep. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think it went through last night, uh, but I saw okay. it today, and so I thought we'd throw it on the show. Um, so, yeah, I saw this in, in one of my leagues – which was Jamari Thrash for a 24 Canton first. And basically the trade was between the guy who gave up the first is in, I want to say second, maybe even first in the league right now. And the guy who gave up Thrash is in last place on the campus side and is, um, is, is, is stronger on the NFL side, but he's in last place. He's in literal 12th place on the campus side and, and doesn't have any kind of, opportunity to really compete at this point he's pretty out of it if you look at his roster but he had thrash sitting there so when i look at this trade like personally i love the the canton 24 first side of this trade like i i i don't i think i i would not be moving my campus 24 first for thrash personally even if i was about to, to to even if i was about to even if he was the missing piece for a championship on the campus side I still wouldn't move off the first, even if it was going to be the 112. I don't care because on the campus side, especially that 112 is a five-star freshman. And I just think when I'm playing, when I, I play C2C with a very Debbie lens to it, uh, and I really look for upside guys and I want to capitalize on the most potential upside, I understand the logic behind the trade. If this was Jamari Thrash for a Canton, third 
I would feel, I think that is where about is about where the value I would want to have is, but I think getting a 24 first for thrash on the campus side is, is a big win personally. Uh, and I like thrash, I think, and I think thrash could be a day three pick and find his way onto an NFL roster. He's got some interesting metrics. He's doing interesting things as a, as a performer and he's going to be great on the campus side, but I, I like the first side of this personally. What do you think? I'm in the same boat, man. It's yeah. a huge overpay. So yeah. uh, Thrash is probably flirting outside top 12 value for wide receivers yeah. on the campus side. Uh, probably, if anything, he's like a bottom wide one, right? Yeah. And if you really look at his numbers, like it's um, like he hasn't really been dominant. You know what I mean? No. He's been fantastic. But it, like if I'm moving a Canton first for a guy um, that's coming back to me, I want to have, like, exactly what you said, I want to have more pro upside than he has, though I do find him to have sneaky sweeper value. But he's the yeah. kind of guy that, like, after draft capital, I can go and target him. You know what I mean? Correct. Like, once his draft capital comes in, like, he's not a day one pick. Correct. Day two ceiling, probably early day three is what I'm guessing for him. Yeah. I love this kid. Breaks tackles, breaks ankles, yeah. yak he's beast, interesting. plays hard. Not like a lot of top end speed, which bothers right. me. I feel like he'll be a good slot option. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, you know, I, you know, he doesn't pop for me like a tank Dell does on tape. You know what I mean? No, so, like, to doesn't. me, it's kind of like those are the kind of guys that you target, like, in, in that, in this kind of a trade. I would not have given up tank Dell last year for a first, first, and he was a lot better than Thrash. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I feel like that's a good way to look at it. I, if I'm looking to move a first, that kid that I'm getting back has to be a lock as a day two with day one upside for me. Yes. And I might give a little bit more on top, maybe like a 5-8 swap to make it, like, to make it enticing. But on top of that, too, is when I look at Thrash, I'm looking at a guy who's not not putting up top five numbers. You know what I mean? No, he's not. If, I, if I'm looking at a wide receiver at that first and like from a Canton production, I want a guy putting up quarterback like numbers. You know what I mean? That's right. And, and I don't see that happening there. So no, I, I love the idea of going out and getting it, but it's a significant overpay. I would say a third is still an overpay, but an appropriate overpay. It's an appropriate you know I mean? overpay. Yeah. And I like, I look back and like, I like thrash went to 12 in a, in a campus in a yep. campus draft this year, right? Like that's because that's where moving into the Jeff Rom offense, et cetera, et cetera. And he's delivered on some of that promise. He is, he is as a, as a wide receiver one, I'm with you. Like if this, like if this was Tory Horton, for example, mm -hmm. right. I, I still would think it's a slight overpay, but like if I was in that position, would I consider moving a second for Tory Horton? Maybe if I was desperate and did it only because again, like Horton's putting up QB numbers, right? Like right. I, I want, I want, and I actually think Horton is a better NFL prospect than Thrash as well. And I think Correct. he is, I think he has like mid day two ceiling. And if he slips into day three, he'll be early dates. Like I think he goes in the top four rounds and yeah. I, I'm into him. So that's the type of move I would make. This to me was a little bit, was definitely an overpay. Uh, I understand the the want to make the move, and this is a league where we've got limited waivers, so it's so it's four four waivers all year, and so most people in that league have spent their waivers already. 
Not right. everyone, but like most people have spent their waivers already because you only have four and it's not limited. You can spend them anytime. So most people have spent them. And so there's not really any other way to do it. But to me, overpay for sure. And I think the first will look really good in the in, in the future. Yeah, great move. Great move from the guy at the bottom saying yep. active. All right. Ooh, I love this one. All right. Kevin Coleman sent me this one. Thank you, Kevin. All right. Kevin was on our show last night. Nice. Big shout out, Big shout out to Kevin. Yeah, yeah check Kevin's out the episode. The we had so we had so much fun. God, so this is not a trade that Kevin made. He just saw it and told me that's why I don't have a date. It's I was like, I, I just, you know, team one gives up Mark Andrews. All right. Team two gets Emeko Buka. All right. So we're looking at team 14 team. It's a non-tight end premium, which I think is not an essential point. I think it's an interesting point. It is. All right. So which side do you have, Noah? I like the Andrew side. Um, Me too. Me I too. like the Andrew side pretty solidly. Uh, it's we're talking. It's a it's a fourteen team. So yeah, the way I look at it is with the non tight end premium piece is this: the non tight end premium is interesting. Um, being fourteen team tight end is having an elite tight end with elite upside is that 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 is like a 12 team league with regular 0.5 tight end premium because you add the two teams and you just water down the pool even more and that positional advantage just gets to be a little bit of a bigger deal um but even even if this was a 12 team i still would lean andrews and the reason i would is just andrews is Andrews is a different level performer at a position where there just aren't difference makers. Like there are just like, we talked about it last night, me, Todd, and Kevin were talking, we're just like, we all hate tight ends because we were talking about Brock Bowers. And it's just, the thing is to have a Mark Andrews is such a game changing player to have in your lineup. And it's such a found, it's, it's almost a foundational piece. It's not quite a foundational piece because it's not likely to win you the league the way that sort of a Patrick Mahomes can by himself kind of take you and win a league. But if you have Mark Andrews, your team is different. I like Igbuka a lot. I like Igbuka. Igbuka actually isn't my wide receiver two in this class right now, but he might very well end up getting drafted as a wide receiver two. Nice upside. But I, I'm going to take Mark Andrews for sure because I think it, having that elite tight end, and he's young for a tight end. He's not old for a tight end. He's going to have he's going to have four or five more years of production. Yeah, I, I I'm in the same boat. So he is uh, Ameka is my wide receiver too. Still, yeah. Um, now with that said, it, it's very thin between I say like two and six for me. Like you know, you I could yeah feel an argument for those four guys. We don't know who one is. So moving on, like the big point of that is just because he's the wide receiver too does not make him that much more valuable because of where his position is in the rookie class, right? I could see him slipping into the second round. You know what I mean? Yep. I he feel does. like he's like mid first, late first, probably, but like probably more towards like late first. But at the same time, like Mark Andrews is going to be a top three tight end. And a, yes, yes. it's roster scarcity, dude. Like that position has so much scarcity at it. You're never going to have to stream. You're going to be able to go with him. And you know what the other thing I would do too is if I had Andrews and I had 25 plus on a bench. Anywhere I own Mark Andrews, I would own Isaiah Likely. You know what I mean? Because like, 
just the only tight end I would spell because yep. likely is dirty, but he yeah. doesn't play because he's behind a stud. That's right. You know? So to me, it's like, I'm okay with this trade. If sure. you got a little more back with it, you know what I mean? Maybe some more capital. Like I probably would want, actually, I guess I should say a lot more than just like a yeah. pick. I'm saying like maybe a second or a third, probably second. I feel yeah, like a I, second, and then I'd probably give back a seventh. Okay. And then if you counter me. You're actually, talking campus picks, yeah. Yeah, I'll give yeah, you yeah. Andrews in my eighth for a Mecca in the second. And then if you counter me for up to the sixth, I, I'll probably ask for something a little bit more on the backside, but then yeah. we're pretty close. And I probably, if I felt the need to move Andrews, in my opinion, I wouldn't move Andrews, but that's the price I would probably consider the the bottom, honestly. Yes. That's probably the bottom for me, you know, like like rock bottom prices. And yes, yeah, I mean, I think the part that makes it interesting, the premium thing is I feel like, once the word premium is not in there, it's like, oh, they don't matter. I go, of course That's they right. really matter. That's you know what I right. mean? Like, it's yeah. only like a few of them matter, and he happens to be one of the few that does. So yeah, the, the fourteen and the fourteen team increase. Like, it's already scarce. The fourteen yep. team increases the scarcity, and I don't care about the premium piece because you're talking about a position where he's go. You're you're ranking him against the other tight ends in that position, and and Correct. his his value add is still there and he right. it almost the non-premium piece almost just means I'm more likely to hold him. Even if I'm tanking, I'm not rushing to move Mark Andrews. Cause I have just no reason. Like he's one of the last pieces I would look to move even off a tanking roster because 100%. it's so hard to get that back. All right. Uh, so another fun straight up one coming wow. at us. All right. Wow. I really enjoyed this one. So a fun, who would you rather? Uh, so this was made on September 16th. That was week three during the campus. We had Raheem Sanders, who not not what we thought he would be. And then Drake London in a very maddening offense, right? Yep. So these guys both have had significant value discrepancies uh, since that. And I would say that London's bounced back more than Sanders yep. has, right? But now we're also talking about a wide receiver versus an incoming rookie running back. So, in a vacuum, no, who are you going with? Uh, so I'm I'm project I'm gonna play this vacuum back to September 16th when the trade was made as mm -hmm. best I can mentally when everyone was very Drake London I think had just put up maybe the zero point game. And, yep. San and Sanders was injured. So we didn't yep. quite know what, right? So we didn't quite know what was coming. Even back then, and this has increased even since then. I mean, I think it's the London side by by a wide margin, uh, not by a slim margin. I, I, Drake London is not 22 yet, or he just turned 22 if he's 22. Yep. Um, he was the eighth overall pick. He was an elite producer on on the college side and completely prodigious from his freshman year on. Uh, we know we know his talent. The maddening thing about London, as you said, is the situation. But for me to give up a to give up that level of talent on the wide receiver side and on the NFL side for a running back that's that's hasn't been drafted yet. And seeing, especially seeing what we see with the running back position, 
in the NFL right now, but also on the college side, I would already have left, had, have gone the London side by like, by a lot. Like, I, I don't know if I would trade, I don't know if I would trade London for Sanders and a campus first. Like that would make me think, but what I would probably actually do is go back and ask for a more interest. I would go back. I would have gone back even at that point and asked for a more interesting piece than Sanders. Even at that point, for me, the writing on the wall with Sanders was starting to be, was becoming a little bit clear. It just wasn't looking great. That offense wasn't looking great. Um, I think this is London by a lot. So if we're, okay, I'm going to go before this trade even happened. Let's go July. Preseason, right. July. Absolutely. July. When Sanders was going as high top. as four and as low, yep. like top four, four to 10. Lock, in, lock in top starts. six. Absolutely. Lock top six C2C guy, right? Yep. Versus London. No I'm London. still going to side with London, and I'm going to think hard about that because I loved Sanders preseason. Yep. I loved his size. I loved his versatility. I loved his numbers. There was just so much to like about him. With that said, I don't like injured running backs. Nope. You know? So, you can get Sanders a lot cheaper than this on September 16th. Yes. Right? 100%. However, you could also get him much cheaper now, and that was only a couple of weeks ago. Right? Yep. So, long story short, is this is a significant overpay. Whoever just landed London for Sanders... I mean, biggest win, in the, biggest win in the world. We've had Todd and I have had Sanders on our stock down watch for for a couple of weeks now yeah. on 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 the Devi on the Devi Gens pod. Um, it's just it, it's it's real concerning to see. And look, I also loved his game preseason. Um, I took him in the first round of a startup in mm-hmm. I want to say March, something like that, because everything was looking the way it was, but. Um, and I think I took him at eight because he had fallen. I didn't, I wouldn't have ever taken him in top five, but I, I took him at eight and felt pretty good. But I would have done that trade then. Like I literally right. would have, I would have done that trade in March. I would have done that trade at any point in time. I would have done that trade because to me, the upside of that wide receiver position is just so much higher. And you're taking a guy that you know he has the draft capital. You know, Correct. right? Like you, you just you know that it's absolutely easy. And he's locked into a situation where he's gonna be the wide world, right? And the other thing that I think gets overshadowed with Atlanta is like, yes, I know understand Desmond Ritter is not like you know the next Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that offensive line is freaking filthy. Like that, like literally anybody can play quarterback there because they're gonna have time. So you're gonna have opportunities to get open because the line's going to do their job. Ritter was one of my favorite by lows at QB two because the situation was so tasty. It was like, you like, I could be a QB two in this yeah. situation. You know what I mean? So, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like London's got all these pieces around him. Then he's still young. So yeah. Now with, I, I totally agree. Obviously I think any, everybody would agree yeah. that Sanders stock is significantly lower now. Right. Yeah. That's why I'm looking to trade for him. You know what I mean? Sure. This is where yeah. I'm starting to kick tires. You know what I mean? So sure. I'm really hoping in a week or two when this when I pick out another show, I have Raheem Sanders and it's at a price that I like. You know what I mean? Because I still believe in him as a pro prospect, 
but I also know that that opportunity is not given at this point. That's right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see him, like, does he have the skill set and the makeup to be a three-down back in the NFL? He does, right? But will he have the health or opportunity to do so in the draft capital? We don't know. You know what I mean? But I would say that we were moving towards a sure thing preseason, and now we're not. You know what I like? I like this back and forth, which means it could be cheap. So yeah. I want to go out and I want to go kick those tires. You know what I mean? And um, I got to go find who's got what and find my trade partners. And hopefully I come back with uh, a good something good to break down next week. You know? I mean, All right. I love this trade. All yeah, right? this is interesting. So September 18th, week three, Jaden Reed for Troy Hort- uh, Tory Horton. Who are you taking? So this one's this one's this one's really hard for me. I, I'm a known Tory Horton fan and have been since before the season, and that is unique for me and the way that I usually play because I don't usually like guys that are in G five on G five teams. Yep. Even if they, even if they're incredibly high producers, because I question their future on the NFL level. Tory Horton has been interesting to me from the beginning for a lot of reasons. Um, I think his his size is incredible. The his yep. game it, his game is tailor made for the NFL. He's yep. incredibly versatile. He plays inside. He plays outside. He's six two. He returns punts. Uh, his route running is great, and he plays for Jay Norvell, who just put Romeo Dobbs into the NFL and who coached. Marvin Harrison Sr. and Reggie Wayne at in yep. Indianapolis. Like he's playing, he, he isn't, he has been an NFL guy. He's been the guy I've been saying he's the one to take if you're going to take a G5 guy because he's interesting. The way I would look at this trip, I also love Jaden Reed though. And I was, I was early, I was in chat saying before the draft that like my shock would, my shocker pick was that Jaden Reed would go in the second round and he did. And right. so I love Jaden Reed. This trade, this is this is actually a context-dependent trade. Like this is a trade where if I'm because I think Horton, look, so you can make the argument. Reed already has day two draft capital. He's already got a spot on an NFL team. He's the more sure NFL asset. I 100% agree. This is the type of trade where if I have the ability to do this on the NFL side and I have the opportunity to compete on the campus side. This is a trade I am willing to make. And the reason is because I think there is a non-zero and I'd say at least 33, 33 to 50% chance that Tory Horton gets that gets stake to capital that makes him not an inadequate replacement, even on the NFL side for Reed. So if this helps me and I, my campus side is ready to compete and I can get Tory Horton for Jaden Reed, I, I actually think I might do it. If, I, if I'm if i not in that situation, I probably stick with Reed for the certainty on the NFL side. But like, if I if this helps me on the campus side and I got a shot to compete, I might make that move for Horton, actually. Okay. So this, for me, it's Reed because sure. of his situation in the team, the capital, the skill set. He could, he could be a very, very good NFL wide receiver, sure. right? Horton's got a lot of things. Now, Am I saying it's far off? Not at all, right? Now, here's the context for me. Who offered the trade? That's what I want to know, all right? If Reed was offered for Horton, 
that you I should have asked like for more. Whatsoever. No, you should have asked for more. Hundred percent. Yep. If I offered Horton for Reed, I'm fine with it. Yep. And I feel I feel it's a win. So yep. if you're offering a, you know, essentially a round two wide receiver for a G five wide receiver, and I'm with you. I love Horton. His yeah. game is legit. That is not a good initial offer. Agreed. I feel like you could have offered Reed and maybe your sticks for a Horton and a second, right? And even if you got a reject, that's enough to start a dialogue or at least get a counter. Yep. Does that seem fair? I don't think, I think and that's, that's right. the other thing too, is like you got to think about the offer you're sending. Would that be an overpay? I think it's pretty even, honestly. It's you know even. what I mean? But it's also enough of a of a of a of an offer to not insult the other guy, to also intrigue the other guy and either start a dialogue or get a counter. Yeah. And you're also maxing out your offer if they just say accept. Right. Right. So that that to me is the issue with that. Yeah. All yeah. right. One day later. Oh, this is by the way, this league, this is made in the league that I commission. Okay. okay. So um I love that I call it I, – I, it was called a Tail Shoot Rivals after my podcast I had with Dave Wright, nice. right? But I actually formerly changed it, like, a couple weeks ago because I'm like, Dave doesn't like C2C. He doesn't get his name on my league. So I traded to the Trade Portal League. So, okay. in fact, I'm looking Trade at the Portal acronym league. for my there other one. I'm like, get that off. So, yeah. anyways, literally Reed lasted a day on that team, and he was on the move again. So what's the other team get? So the guy who had Reed just got – Tony Pollard and Rashad Bateman for Jaden Reed and a campus first, right? So essentially it's Tory Horton and a campus first for or Tony Pollard. Tony and Pollard. Um, Horton and a campus first is a lot less than what Tony Pollard costs. That's a lot less than Tony Pollard costs. That's crazy. That is a freaking yeah. steal. So that's for crazy. somebody, so that's a league where actually the, um, I'll have to show you that trade later. I traded Josh Allen in that league for like a f- massive haul that included Kale Williams. So for the campus side. Wow. So then I was looking for a running back to kind of build around for my rebuild. I would have done that in a heartbeat for uh, Paul. Absolutely. Say that much. If I yeah. knew that was the price, I was like, damn, you know, but hell of a trade. Now that's a guy, the guy who made that trade grinds through trades. And that was a hell of a trade by him. So well done. That is the a guy who made it on the who got Pollard. You mean who got Pollard? Smash. Yeah, Talk yeah that's about smash. two days that's of freaking work, man. That's a yeah, smash. That's so, an easy smash. Yeah. So I just wanted to kind of talk about like you know. So I feel like if that was Horton in a first, that other team probably doesn't do it. No, you know I think I mean? that's probably right. No, I think that's I think that's probably it's that right. NFL piece. Yeah. Is that I think NFL that's piece probably right? It's the NFL so, piece. So now we get back to tradeability, right? When we talk about Reed versus Horton, right? That that's the other thing that I'm talking about when we sold in too low. Like those NFL pieces have more tradeability. You know what I mean? They do. So so they they just they're stickier. You they know? do. They're stickier. Yeah. And again, I think there's a there's context where a Reed Horton swap can make yep. sense. Again, if you're, I don't think it's an even value trade. And as I yep. said, like I and it's one of those where you could look at that a year from now. And think we we don't know what that's going to look like, but yeah. the NFL pieces are more certain. 
right? Correct. So that's why they're more movable because we already know the situation. Whereas you're hoping Horton gets that same situation and you just don't know. And if you're going to pay for college production, don't pay with a second round rookie NFL receiver for college production, right? 100%. Like that's don't do that. All right, so we're getting down to some uh, nitty-gritty ones, right? Now we're looking at campus contending, okay? So we have a contender going some hunting for a QB, okay? I love this trade. Frank Harris for a 7th and a 12th, all right? Frank Harris for a 7th and a 12th preseason was not happening. So you're buying him in low, and you're not giving up anything significant. I call this a steal, but the team that has Frank Harris, and if they're out of it, it's great for them. Yeah, I, this, is a, this is, I looked at this and I was like, this is great for both sides. Like, I have a team where, you know, I have Harris and I'm not competing. If someone offers me a seventh and a twelfth, I, I'm probably going to counter and see if I can get maybe a sixth and a ninth. I'm uh, right. Like, I'm, yep. I'm going to try, I'm going to try to counter with something a little more, but like the concept I really like and I'm, I don't hate it for either side. Uh, smart buy, especially because he's been injured coming back off the end in- and didn't start hot to the year. So coming off the injury. Really smart way to get a potential really high upside QB for the rest of the year in college. 100%. 100%. And I feel like this is the type of capital that's okay to move to go and yeah. do that hunting. That's you know right. what I mean? Now, the next trade, I'm curious in your take on. All right? Because I am much higher on the Harris trade, to be honest with you. All yep. right? Yep. Jordan Travis, who I feel like probably is one of the more polarizing QB prospects in C2C. You got a lot of people that are truthers. You got a lot of people that are going to jump on the truthers. All right. Yeah. Fairweather, fine. You know what I mean? Whatever. You know I what I mean? Fairweather, honestly. Yeah. It's like, whatever. Adam Randall. All right. Adam Randall, all seven catches of Adam Randall. All right. And campus fifth. All right. So this is the same league as the Harris trade, different contender. Okay. What, what do you got? So. <laughs> I mean, this goes back to like Jordan Travis being a polarizing guy is, is the basis of this trade. Seven catch Adam Randall, who is who isn't playing over Tyler Brown right now. Three star freshman. Like th- this is a th- this Adam Randall's a, a complicated asset for me because there were a yep. lot of things. There were a lot of things that were interesting about him uh, coming in from his recruiting profile on, but he hasn't really produced um, a fifth. For, it's basically Randall and a fifth for Jordan Travis. Like, yeah, I'll say I'll say it I'll say it two ways. If I have Jordan Travis and I'm moving Jordan Travis to a contender, I'm gonna try to get something. I'm gonna I'm gonna I am gonna try to get more than that if I yep. can. Right? Like I want more than that. On the other hand, like if you just offered me in a vacuum, you are starting a C2C team fresh. And which of these sides do you want? Do you want an extra fifth round pick on your on your on your C two C rookie draft, or do you want this this Travis Fairweather side? Like, I don't hate it, but if I have Travis, I want I want more than that. Travis is not the same asset as Frank Harris. He's got more. I don't know what his NFL upside is. I think he's a day three pick, and I think he's DTR. Like, there's a like a quick comp of like somebody he could be that where he could get in and be a backup somewhere and maybe work his way into a job and have interesting NFL upside. But he's, he's, he's a different type of asset than Frank Harris is like, I I'm going to try to get a little more if I have Travis. But again, if you offered it me in, in a vacuum, 
I don't hate a fifth for him because I can get a, I don't hate a fifth in Randall for him. Randall still has a little bit of upside. Um, I don't totally hate it, but I want more if I'm the Travis owner. 100%. See, for me, the way we look at this is, this is pretty much give it as a CFF trade. That's what yeah. I'm Right? So, what's the difference between Harris and Travis right now? Travis is balling. Yeah. He's 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 performing. Yes. He Harris hasn't. Correct. Right? So, you're buying in on the Harris discount at those prices, right? Correct. A fifth for Travis right now is so low. And yeah. Sure, have Adam Randall. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I'm looking to compete, Jordan Travis, I don't care about his pro upside in this deal. No, his pro upside correct. is literally just the cherry on top if you were to somehow get day two capital, which would be an awful pick for the record. But just saying, on top of that is, is like, this is a guy you're going to be able to start week in, week out in a very dynamic offense with very dynamic players around him. You know what I mean? Yep. So, on like, just a fantastic move yeah. and the Harris trade was made first. And this was the, the counter to that. So if I'm the Harris owner, I'm like I'm feeling thrilled myself at that price. Yeah. And would have been willing to move that piece, probably a better piece of the Randall, to be honest with my fifth to get that versus a Harris. But you know, yeah, I want, as I said, I want more, like, I don't, this is not enough. Like Jordan Travis, you can't trade Jordan Travis for that. Um, not, that just doesn't yeah. work. Not at all. All right, man, that's it. 45 minutes. I usually go for 30 minutes. We have plenty to banter on. Also, oh, yeah, we man. also added three extra trades to the deal when I was saying that. So, all right, follow me at FF underscore Banterman. Follow the show at T2C Trade Portal. Follow my guest Noah at, I mean, at Noah underscore FF underscore Green over on the X. Noah, plug it, baby. What do you want to plug? Uh, I want to plug... Debbie Degens, which is my weekly podcast um, with Todd Vincent at Hobart Whipple on the X. Uh, we launch, we go, we go live every Tuesday on all platforms, Spotify, YouTube, Apple. Um, check us out. Also give Dynasty Degens a follow on Twitter. Uh, incredible content group. Uh, shout out to to Fantasy Nerd Boy for putting that group together and and being a great leader. Incredible content team for both NFL, Debbie. We've got three different podcast shows. There's Dynasty Degens, Debbie Degens, and another fantasy show, which goes live every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. and gives you real-time updates for your lineups. So check us out. Follow all our content. It's an incredible group of people, and I love working with them. I love that group, man. I had both those guys on. Um, that's now the lost episode. Sorry, guys. I thought I pressed publish, and apparently I didn't. So, um, but anyways, great guys. The yeah. grind coming out of there from Nerd Boy has just been impressive, Huge. man. You know what I mean? It's great, especially with having new, like having small children, dude. That's oh, crazy. it's. I don't know how he does it. it that's it, insane. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. Yeah, yeah. So it's great. It's great group to be a part of, man. Yeah, and we, lo guys and we, love, we love you over there, man. We love you over there. We talk about you all the time. So thanks, man. I appreciate great it. Yeah, for sure. So like I said, next time on the show, trade targets, maybe another set of uh, trades. I don't know. Maybe both. We'll see what I got for time. Family first, everybody. Always remember that. All right. Until then, happy trading, everybody.